Welcome to Z&D Sports Talk Radio. I am your one host, Zach Kennedy, along with my co-host, Derek Brewer, a.k.a. Dewey. Welcome to the first episode of Z&D Sports Talk Radio. I am your first host, Zach Kennedy. Uh, just a little bit about myself. Um, 28 years old from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, grew up in Texas. Awesome. Awesome state. Love the state of Texas, everything. Go Texas, hook them horns. You'll find out very soon that I'm a Cowboys and Texas Longhorns biggest fan. Um, I did recently just get married. Uh, just got back from the honeymoon, went to Mexico. And me and my co-host here are actually enjoying some uh, fresh tequila from Mexico. And it is so good. And so smooth. Um, I think that might be a little bit it. Uh, I have two kids. Um, love playing softball. Love playing sports. Love talking sports. And that is exactly why we're here. I'd have to agree with the sports. That's why we are here for sure. Um, again, I'm the co-host, Derek. Most of you around here. I know me as Dewey around the Dayton area. We'll get into that nickname a little later. <laughs> That's a that's a nice story in and of itself. It's a uh, great nickname. I didn't even know your name was Derek. <laughs> uh, the first time I ever heard someone call you Derek, I was like, who is Derek? Oh, you mean Dewey. Yeah. Okay. Mike Ross, thank, you can thank your dad for that. <laughs> but uh, I'm also 28 years old. No kids, no wife, single. You know, living the good life. Living his best life. Best life. So the first thing we're going to get into is uh, the Super Bowl. Um, the Chiefs beating the 49ers. Um, I actually wanted the Chiefs to win. Um, I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan. I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, he did struggle a little bit in the Super Bowl, I think. The run game definitely helped out. But they just Their, have weapons all over the place. The offensive line was uh, struggling early. I was rooting for the 49ers myself. Um but uh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan pr- proved he did not learn from his mistakes when he was offensive coordinator of the Falcons a couple of years ago. Yeah, I definitely thought uh, definitely thought the 49ers were going to end up winning that game, being up, uh, what was it, 10 points with like 11 minutes to go? Eight minutes. They had the ball Eight minutes. up 10 points. Yeah, and I somehow the Chiefs scored 21 unanswered points to win the Super Bowl. And it looked like uh, it looked like Richard Sherman got. Well, he's like forty years old. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> so, the the biggest thing about Sherman was him and Darrell Revis. I mean, I'm assuming you've heard and read him and Darrell Revis were going at it. What was that a couple weeks ago? Uh, he was calling Darrell Revis not one of the top corners. Um, basically, talking a lot of shit to Darrell Revis, and Revis came out and basically said, "You're a system corner." Uh, you don't follow around the number one guy. Uh, you sit your ass in one spot, and whoever's over there, that's who you play against. Me, when I played, I followed around the number one guy, and that's very true. Um, if you look back to when Rebus played, he was he was all over the place. You know, um, he didn't just he stay was. on the left or right side of the field and take whatever wide receiver came over there. You know, he was following him around. So, but I will say, 
Richard Sherman has been a good system cornerback, and there's nothing that you can take away from that. But I just think he got a he got a little bit too much of a big head, and he finally met a team that has two or three good wide receivers, and they kind of took advantage of R- Richard Sherman's age and lack of speed. Yeah, that, I mean, every player is a system player. I mean, you know, it's going to be one system that they play the best in. And uh, as far as following the number one receiver around, I mean, it's, you know, is that going to, it just depends on the defense. Like, is that, is your second corner, is he able to cover the the first guy? Is it, does it make your defense better for him to follow him around or just stick to one side? So I think that's kind of unfair to, to say, but they definitely took advantage of his lack of speed. Um, I mean, a few times I think- uh, we see when they ran the short routes, he was pretty much on them, but he got burned a few times over the top. And I think just the speed that the Chiefs offense presents. I mean, you got Tyreek Hill, uh, Sammy Watkins, not a speed demon, but can definitely get down the field on you. And then uh, the uh, he's the rookie receiver, uh, Hardman. Is that his name? Uh, Harmon? Yeah, Harmon. Rookie, correct? Mm-hmm. I think so. He's fast. Uh, they're saying, I don't know if he's Tyreek Hill fast. Well, but no one's Tyreek Hill fast. <laughs> but he, he is fast. I mean, and when you put those three guys on the field and then you get Travis Kelsey in the mix also, you know. And Mahomes can run. And Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, I just – I think at the beginning of the game, the offensive line – was the reason the Chiefs weren't doing what they were supposed to. And, I mean, give all the credit to that 49ers defense. That 49ers defense is really good, and they have a lot of young guys. Um, I think they're going to be good for a while. Um, With Garoppolo, I still think Shanahan's a good coach, obviously. I mean, Mm -hmm. he put his team in the position. His play calling did not help at the end of the game. But I think overall, he's a good coach. Um they got to the Super Bowl for a reason. Um, but I feel like in the NFC, anything can happen. The AFC, I think it's going to be the Chiefs for a while. Yeah. Possibly the Ravens. But I don't think overall the Ravens are going to be able to hang with the Chiefs. Now, that could change with Mahomes becoming, um, I wouldn't say, not a free agent. But he's going to want his money. He's going to deserve it. <laughs> and he does. So, And, I mean, so this all could possibly change. We see that with the salary cap all the time. There's only one team that's been able to do it, keep, and they're not even really star players, but be able to build a dynasty under this salary cap, and that's the Patriots. And that's mainly because Tom Brady is also taking less money than he's deserved and for his contracts. So and it's allowed lot them to – really build their roster like once the once the Chiefs pay Mahomes you know they're not going to be able to afford all these other star play all these other players they have on offense all their three four receivers that are all good you know the offensive line they have you know some of the right tackle one of the better tackles in the in the league so Mitchell Swartz so it's uh you know that's kind of the the what you have to, to balance with the salary cap. And I don't know when Hill – did Hill just resign? 
Did Hill uh, just get a contract this past year? He might have. I don't know. So I don't know off the top of my head. Um, but I know he had that um, the domestic violence incident. The biggest thing with Tyreek Hill all the time is him. in the off season, what is he going to do? Yeah. And maybe seeing winning a Super Bowl, seeing what could potentially happen for his career, maybe he stays on the right side this offseason. We'll see. Um, he's had pro- I think he had problems in college, and that was what affected his draft stock. Yeah, he uh, um, what got kicked kicked off the team in college for some incident. And then and I don't know if it was like assault or domestic violence or something. And then this past year was domestic violence, and then uh, the child abuse case, correct? Yeah, that was the same because well, the the child abuse was a lie that turned out to be not true. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you do have to worry about the off the field stuff with him. But as you see, when he's a if he when he's on the field, he's a difference maker. He's definitely what I wouldn't really say what makes that offense go. But him and Mahomes together is kind of, I mean, it's a deadly combination. You know, with his speed, Mahomes' crazy ability to throw the ball down the field, and then you put in Travis Kelsey at tight end, who, in my opinion is the best tight end in mm-hmm. football right now. I agree. Um, I was going to go um, Kittle, but I feel like this year, I wouldn't really say an off year. He's a different tight end. Kittle lines up, and he loves to block. And Shanahan's offense, it's a lot of run. And with Garoppolo, Garoppolo's not going to be able to get the ball down the field to you. Kittle has – he – He's a good tight end. I'd probably put him in the top three. Um, he hasn't done it as long as Kelsey has. Yeah. and But Kittle will line up and punch you in the mouth. And that's what I love about Kittle at tight end. And, he'll, he, and he's faster than every linebacker and safety in the And I think, <laughs> the league. I think it was Outrun against you. the Saints where he catches the ball down the sideline and it takes six or seven guys to tackle him down. I mean, the dude is just a man. I mean, it's like a man amongst boys whenever he's running the football. Those Iowa tight ends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just unreal. Um, so enough about the Super Bowl. Um, we all know that the biggest thing coming up for the NFL is the NFL draft. Um, and all eyes are on the Bengals at the number one draft pick. Uh, the Bungles. Um, are they going to go Joe Burrow or are they going to trade? Um I have a couple things about the Bengals that I think the Bengals should do. But with Mike Brown, you never know what's going to happen. And that's why the Bengals are in this position to begin with is because Mm -hmm. of Mike Brown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only reason that they were successful under Marvin Lewis so often is because they drafted really well. That's how they they have to hit on their drafts because they don't sign anyone in free agency and they let all their good players they do draft leave because Mike Brown's cheap, doesn't want to sign them. And so they're never going to be uh, – there's been a lot of uh, um, news lately about Carson Palmer and what he's been saying that um, – basically saying the same thing and that Burrow should stay away from Cincinnati because they're not going to put the pieces around him to win. And he's he comes he does come across as kind of – 
Um, pissed off for how his career went, but um, he does have a point. So, by the same time, as any any player is not going to turn down being the number one overall pick. So here's my opinion on this. If the Bengals keep the number one draft pick, they're obviously going to go Joe Burrow. Um, Chase Young, don't get me wrong, he is probably the best overall player in this draft. Um, But to me, the Bengals do not need a defensive end at number one overall. To me, the defense didn't play that bad. Mm -hmm. Um, The secondary is weak. We know that. I mean, they were pretty – they were ranked in the bottom. They need need some pass rushing, but their number one thing is they want a quarterback. And I – but I don't think that's going to change Cincinnati. Well, I think First, you need an offensive line. (laughs) Yeah, look at the guys they've let go lately that they've had. Andrew Whitworth. Whitworth. uh, Kevin Zeitler. Zeitler. Um, who's the dude that went to the Browns? That was Zyler. The other uh, – And they traded him. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. So, to me, yes, Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in this draft. Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen come out of college. Yes, Joe Burrow won a Heisman. Yes, he won the national championship. But when you get to the pros, it's a lot different. Look at Johnny Manziel. We everyone said, "Oh my God, Johnny Manziel coming out of college! Oh my goodness, he's going to be so great. He can run, he can throw, he and what?" He said he couldn't really throw. <laughs> I mean, he 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 was making plays. He was making plays. I think a lot of that had to do with him just throwing the ball up to a six five receivers, but and he could move. Or he would, most of that stuff he did was uh, when the play would break down. Like you didn't see him play super well within the confines of the the play design. And then he goes to Cleveland. He doesn't have an offensive line. He's not outrunning linebackers in the NFL. And he's got – and he doesn't have the arm strength. Or the accuracy. Or the accuracy to sit in the pocket and torch you down the field. So Joe Burrow does have the arm strength. Joe Burrow does have the accuracy. But what's going to happen when that pocket breaks down? Well, you can see play. he's got um, he's got great pocket awareness. As you, if you watch him play, like he'll stand in there and make the throws with pressure in his face, and he'll also maneuver and he'll run if he has to. He's not slow. He's pretty athletic. No, so and he is. Uh, yeah, I think he'll do well without a great offensive line. It's so, not. It's not like someone like a Dwayne Haskins where he's not very mobile. So you got to protect him. So if I'm Cincinnati, here's what I'm doing. I'm trading AJ Green, and the reason I'm trading AJ Green is because teams are willing to give up a first round draft pick for AJ Green. We saw that last year. The Bills wanted AJ Green for a first round draft pick. And the Bengals said no. Then he got hurt. <laughs> then he got hurt. And that has been the knock on A.J. Green his whole career. When he's on the field, he's a top five receiver. You can't take that away from him. He's got great hands. He's great down the field. 
He's very athletic. Um, he will stand in with the best corners, and he'll be physical with them. But he's hurt all the time, nonstop. I could not tell you when the last time A.J. Green played a full season. And if someone is willing to give up a first-round draft pick for A.J. Green, you take it. And does he actually get – he doesn't seem like he wants to be in Cincinnati. He says all the right things, but – I mean, it's I – hard to, When you see, you know, the team that you – when he was drafted, the team he came into, you know, the, making the playoffs every year to the team they has now, it's hard to – It's hard to sit back as a top five receiver whenever you're on the field and lose every game. Mm-hmm, pretty much, yeah. It's tough. <laughs> And don't get me wrong, A.J. Green has done a lot for the Cincinnati Bengals. A.J. Green has done a lot for the city of Cincinnati. But if you are the Bengals and you are Mike Brown, you have to sit back and go, if somebody's willing to offer me a first-round draft pick for a guy that rarely plays and is always hurt, why wouldn't you take that? Because now, okay, if you want to keep the first, if you want to keep the first overall pick, you draft Joe Burrow. Then with your second pick in the first round, do you go offensive line or can you go another receiver? Because this receiver class is stacked. You uh, know? It depends. And you can get go a good line. receiver in the first round. But, yes, you're right. I think you have to go offensive line. They get Jonah Williams back this year. Billy Price is a young piece. Why the hell they signed Hart to that contract, I have no idea. That dude cannot block anyone. I can line up my kids against him, and they would get pressure. He is terrible. I couldn't tell uh, you who their left guard is, and I have no idea who their right guard is. I don't know. Their offensive line is bad. So if I'm the Bengals, I'm trading A.J. Green because, look, you've done everything without A.J. Green to begin with. Why not trade him and go get another piece that helps this offense? Or defense. Or defense. But you need a corner. They're saying they need their back set. Their oh, defensive line is good with Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, Sam Hubbard. Very good. And then uh, who is it, Carl Lawson? Do they have Lawson also? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then I don't get me wrong, their linebackers aren't where they need to be. Safeties are they're playing what Jesse Bates, a rookie at safety. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think Jesse Bates will be fine. I think once he gets used to the pro game, Jesse Bates will be okay. Sean Williams, uh, uh, he's getting up there in age. They might need a safety, but I wouldn't say right now. I think right now you have to go offensive line. Yeah. You have and and this offensive line class is not great. But it's Tackle, enough. as far as the tackles go, it's solid. Like it's and got in my high, opinion, high end, and top in, three, four guys. You're, you're not going to go get a left tackle because you just got Jonah Williams last year. But you can go get a right tackle. Mm-hmm. You can go get a guard. You know, you need something to protect Joe Burrow. You know, um, the next thing that I want to hit on is Tua Tagovailoa. Tua. I've been hearing and been reading that Miami is willing to take Tua. What do they have? The number four overall pick? Five. 
five overall five. pick that they will take to attack of Iloa. Would I mean, would you reach and take a chance on two attack of Iloa at number five? Me personally, no. Um, I wouldn't draft him just because of his injury history. And it's more than just the dislocated hip. He hasn't finished a full season in college ever. You know, he's had multiple what, foot, ankle injuries. So it's like, and that's just college, you know. Is it, can he last a full NFL season? I don't think he can. Now, as far as talent-wise goes, if you're just basing your selection off pure talent, he's probably the better, the best quarterback in the draft. He's probably better than Burrow. Overall NFL talent, I think, to a 100% healthy is better than Joe Burrow. Yeah, it's just – I don't, think, question, we, I don't think that we've ever seen someone be able to throw the ball like Tua does. So It's just smooth. so smooth <laughs> – like this tequila. <laughs> I mean, everything everything is on the money, and everybody wants to hate on Tua so bad. And the only reason why they hate on him is because he plays for Alabama. That's the only reason why. The SEC, oh, Alabama never plays anybody. Alabama never does this. Alabama never does that. But look at what Alabama players do when they get to the NFL. They dominate. Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley on the same team. Hmm. Now, I will say Alabama ha- does not really produce NFL quarterbacks. Well, that's a it's hard to do. Nobody, no college really produces them consistently. Defensive-wise, though, Alabama produces NFL players. Linebackers, specifically a linebacker. All over the field. And safeties now. Normally not great pass rushers because of the defense they play down down there. But the defense they play down there is just I'm bigger than you. I'm going to attack you the whole game and kill you. <laughs> Basically, yeah. When you're starting lot, you're in, you're starting middle linebackers like six four and two sixty in and, college. <laughs> and now their safeties are getting the recognition. You know they have a top safety coming out of the class this year, Xavier McKinney, who we'll talk about later. Because I think the Cowboys are stuck in between drafting McKinney or Grant Delpit. Mm. And we'll go over that here in a minute once we get past these quarterbacks. Yeah, if I'm Miami, <laughs> if I'm Miami, I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to take a shot on Tua. He's going to sit out this whole year. That's already been said. He's going to sit out the whole year. Miami's going to be terrible like they always are. They're going to get another top five draft pick. And now you can either go draft an offensive lineman, weapons for Tua. And they have the draft picks this year. They traded Tunzel. The thing got a, I don't know if it was a first, but they got draft picks out. They have three, I think they have three first yeah, draft picks. Yeah, so they have, they have more so than they can, enough. Uh, they can. But it also begs the question: Is uh, do you think he'll be there? Do, they, do you think they'll need to trade up to number two to take him, or three? I should say because you know you can't, you don't know if someone's going to want want to jump up in front of him to draft him. From what I'm hearing, I don't know if who I don't know who actually has the the picks able that they're able to do that. But um, no, from- it's been talked about that they'll they want to trade up to to take him. Because they have the ability with the, the picks. I know 
for sure the Redskins are probably all in on Chase Young. That's all I've heard. The Redskins are all in on Chase Young. The Lions have the number three pick. The Giants have the number four pick. Those three teams right there are not going to draft a quarterback. The Redskins are not going to draft a quarterback. They just drafted Dwayne Haskins. The Lions are still all in on Matt Stafford. Yeah, he still has uh, quite a few years left, so they're not gonna. They don't need a quarterback. They just need the Giants. Everything else just drafted Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna draft a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't see Miami having to draft up to go up to get Tua. I think they fall. I think he falls right in their lap at five, if that's what they want to do. Another option, if Miami doesn't want to take a chance on Tua. He falls to L.A. at number six. Sign Phillip Rivers to a one-year contract. Let Tua sit. And now he's your starter next year and Phillip Rivers is gone. It's interesting. Um, I mean, I think uh, after you, if, if Tua is not there, if both Burrow and Tua are gone, you got to – you know, do you even want to take a quarterback? Because I don't think any of the other ones are nearly as sure of prospects as those two guys. I don't think that you – if you're L.A., maybe Herbert, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking Fromm in the like top Herbert. ten. I'm not no, taking – not a first round. I'm not taking Love in the top ten. No. I mean, Herbert, he, has a, well, he has a potential to beat another Patrick Mahomes, but it's going to take a lot of, a lot of, a lot of work. The only thing – that I'll say about Justin Herbert is he can throw the ball. Hmm. He can throw the ball down the field. He can throw it down the field, but is he going to make the right decision? (laughs) And I think either way, L.A. has to get a quarterback in there for these young guys to sit one year. Is Phillip Rivers' contract up? Yep, it is, because they've been talking about possibly signing Brady. Do you sign Tom Brady? I, mean, I don't think Tom Brady signs with the Patriots. Now, no, here's what I've also heard, and I don't want to bring this up yet. We'll get into this a little bit later. Um, obviously, we both know how we don't we don't think Fromm is first round material. Um, I think that he could be a good backup quarterback somewhere, potentially. Um, potentially be a starter. Um, what do you think about Julian Love? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. I, why do I always <laughs> call him Julian? I don't know. I love the name Julian. <laughs> Jordan Love. I'm sorry. He's a. Uh, I mean, he has the potential to be Patrick Mahomes. He's got the same kind of run around ability that Mahomes does. He's got a strong arm, not on the level of Mahomes, which no one does. Um, he's just not he's not as accurate as him as far as throwing the ball. And everyone hated on Mahomes coming into the NFL also. Everyone said he wasn't ready. The well, offense also, that he runs isn't gonna translate into the NFL. Well I think that's people are starting to realize that that's dumb. That's dumb because the NFL uses those concepts all the time now. And especially now, the NFL is a passing game. You know, you see quarterbacks 
you used to rarely see quarterbacks throw for 400 yards, and now it's every week. Every week you have two or three guys throwing for 400 yards. So I think maybe Love fits the new NFL, but I think it's all about where he gets drafted. I don't think that he can go to a terrible team and carry a team to win. No, he's going to have to take the homes route and definitely sit that first year, maybe even two years. And um, he's going to have to be put in a system that's going to fit him. And he's going to have to have good weapons around him. Come to Dallas. <laughs> we'll, talk- <laughs> Dallas. we'll talk about uh, Dallas here a little Jerry. bit later. Um, well, uh, Jordan Love, he, uh, <laughs> he's, he's a good quarterback. But we got Dak. Yeah, so um, we'll, the next thing we're going to talk about is the running backs. And as for the running backs, I think uh, we both agree, and uh, most people seem to think there's three three running backs that are clear-cut above everyone else. Um, now there is some kind of disagreements as to who is the best running back. I mean, you've got um, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, uh, Jonathan Taylor from uh, Wisconsin, and J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. Um, and uh, so we'll just kind of talk about um, kind of who we think is the best out of the three and why. Um, I think my number one guy is Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's quick. He's elusive. Um, how big is Taylor? Um, I think he's like 5'11", 6 foot, and about 2'. 15 to 20 ish. So he's not overpower, you know. I just think he sees the field well. Um, he see he sees the field well and he can get you down the field. Um, you saw that a lot at Wisconsin. You saw that in the Big Ten championship against Ohio State in the first quarter. He sees the he sees the field well, and when he sees the hole, he makes the cut and he's gone. But I will say, J.K. Dobbins, coming into this year, people would probably be, all oh, J.K. Dobbins, fourth-round draft pick, fifth-round draft pick. He came out and surprised some people this year, and I was one of them. Um, I could see J.K. Dobbins going in the first round, late first round, early second. I don't think any of them are going to go early first round. No. None of them are. None of them are Zeke. None nope. of them are girly. None of them are uh, and, those and, guys. And really, no one, no one in that first round needs that top first. Needs a running back. Mm-hmm. They need everything else. And yeah. none of these guys are better than Chase Young. None of these guys are better than Burrow, Tua. You got a lot of defensive guys. You got Ken Law, the defensive tackle, Isaiah Simmons. Um, yeah, he's a he's a monster. You're not gonna go over these guys. You have no people could say Jonathan Taylor, but then again, look at what Wisconsin produces. That's all they do is run the ball. Running backs, offensive linemen, and linebackers. So you see these Wisconsin running backs that come to the NFL and they take a little bit of a hit. It's not like it was in college. Yeah, they're not um, – definitely not as uh, – they're usually busts, really. <clears throat> Monty Ball comes to mind. He was terrible. <laughs> and, in, and in college, they said he was supposed to be one of the best 
ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Coming out of college. Oh, this kid can do this. It's because this they, kid can do this. They get the benefit of having getting their run behind five NFL offensive linemen. So and, they're as well as they're talented, yes, but they're and it's and it's not hard. Look at Trent Richardson. <laughs> Honestly, look at Trent Richardson. Oh yeah. He runs <laughs> 14 he, carries for 26 yards. He runs at Alabama who always produce offensive linemen. At Alabama, you don't need to read a hole. It's there. No, right? It's there. Every single play, when, when that play is called, when you're at Alabama, when you're at Wisconsin, Ohio State's getting up there producing offensive linemen. Yeah, they, they always – there's the interior as far as their center and guards, they seem to always produce those guys. And Look my at top all the guys three in the NFL. offensive linemen producing colleges are Iowa, Alabama, and Wisconsin. And Ohio State's right there. Mm-hmm. This think, next, uh, these group of guys that played this year for Ohio State, I think all of them will be in the NFL. Oh, yeah. You got um, – I'll get to them in a second, but don't want to take away from the running back discussion. But, but – as far as uh, when you look at Jonathan Taylor, you don't see a Zeke. You don't see a Todd Gurley. He can't do what Christian McCaffrey does. No, they did. They did He's use him a little more in Barkley. The, uh, in the passing game, but I think uh, I think the best of the three is Dobbins, and I think uh, what separates him over Taylor and uh, Swift is his vision. I think he's got the best vision out of all of them, and he's the most elusive. And you see plenty of times where that Ohio State offensive line kind of got overpowered a little bit in some of these games, and Dobbins makes the cuts. Yeah, he Dobbins sees, sees the field very well, and he makes something happen when something isn't, isn't there. I'm going to go on record and say this. And then go okay? ahead. Put it out there. He's not better than Emmett Smith, but he reminds <laughs> me of Emmett Smith. <laughs> It's, the way his structure is built, he's he's about yeah he does have the same similar build. He's like he's listed five ten, but he's probably five nine. The way you know, he's built, two ten. The way his vision, not overpowering speed, but can get to the second level very quick. Yeah, he reminds me of Emmett Smith. He's not better than Emmett Smith. I'm <laughs> people, please. He is not better than Emmett Smith. He reminds me of Emmett Smith. Yeah, he's uh, it's uh, he has that acceleration. He's uh, top speed. He can hit his top speed in like two steps. So, and he's not going to be a burner. He's not going to be a burner. He's, he's going to run some. There's going to be some where he's going to break away. But what you're saying is he can get to that top speed really quick, and that's what's going to help. And then the, his ability to and his ability to make people miss is ridiculous, as well as. His stiff arm. I don't know how many times yet you see him just throw someone to the ground with that stiff arm. And it's nice. I mean, Dobbins is definitely going to be – I think he's going to be a solid running back in the NFL. The only thing – and he's a good receiver um, out of the backfield. only thing he'll have, he really has to work on is his pass blocking, but uh, it's not for a lack of effort. So the other one is DeAndre Swift. I don't really know anything about Swift. He's been hurt a lot. He's he been had hurt. A, he sat. He had a split time with uh, 
Chubb and Michelle there his freshman year than last year, his sophomore year. He, they had like they used like four running backs. So really and then this past year was the first time he was the, the feature back and he's uh probably the fastest out of all of the, the running backs. The one thing I'll say I don't know if how healthy he's got he dealt with some injuries, so I don't know how healthy he could stay. The one thing I'll say about Georgia running backs is usually they're pretty solid in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Yeah. Um, I didn't think Nick Chubb was going to do what Nick Chubb's doing, and this kid is killing it. And I say kid because I'm older than him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I was. It's uh, crazy to think about that. Yeah, I, I didn't think he was as that fast, really. I didn't think he had the speed. As that he does. The only thing I'll say about Nick Chubb is he needs to work on holding on to the football. I know it was in New England. I know it's at Foxborough. It's cold. It's rainy. But you cost them the game against the Patriots, Nick Chubb. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. What, he had two or three fumbles? Two fumbles. Two fumbles. And one of them was for, what, 40 yards? I mean, he literally was down the field 40 yards. Is that like the five-yard line about the score? And fumbled. Who was it? Patrick Chung? I don't know who it was, but he did not know they were there. It was Patrick <laughs> Chung. How is Patrick Chung knocking the ball out of your big-ass hands, Nick Chubb? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't man. get me wrong. I love Nick Chubb. Great running back. Um, when he speaks in interviews, he's a good guy. Um, he just needs to hold on to the football. And and that was really the only game he had those yeah, issues. It wasn't really. But it cost Cleveland. It cost Cleveland that game. They should have won that game. If Nick, Chubb holds, on, if Nick Chubb holds on to that football <laughs> twice, they win the Well, football. they also had that interception on the shovel pass. That, we'll get to Baker Mayfield later. That wasn't on, that wasn't on, that wasn't on him. That wasn't Baker's on terrible. Baker. It wasn't on Baker. We'll see about this year, but I – you know my brother. Big OU fan. He was all about Baker. Baker struggled his ass off this year. I will put a lot of it on his receivers. They like and a bunch of his interceptions were right off his receivers' hands. And I will say Freddie Kitchens didn't help. (laughs) So I'll give him this year. Yeah, I think uh yeah. We'll see how Baker Mayfield plays next year. But as of right now, I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield. I think he's uh he definitely regressed. Um Mostly due to, uh, I'd say, coaching, but we'll see with uh, we'll see what happens with the with the new coaching staff and see kind of where it goes. So let's get on to the next topic, and this is Travis Etn. Etn, yes, e- Travis Etn. Okay, Clemson he stays. Back. First round projected. I'm pretty sure. I think he was. Uh, he would been yeah. second. He would have been. Uh, if he had he come out, he would have been right up there as one of the. I would have put him at number three over Swift. My opinion, um, and he stays. Mm-hmm. Why? It's <laughs> a great question. I mean, he said he says he he just loves his the college life, like he loves spending time at Clemson. Yeah. And I don't knock it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't knock it. I don't either. Just the only to, the only thing I'll knock is if he goes in this year and gets hurt. If um, he goes in this year and gets hurt and can't go to the NFL, then we'll talk about it. But so, right now, I, I like I like people staying in college, not rushing to get to the NFL. But I I tend to agree with that. Like the only I have two exceptions. If you're a a lot first round pick, go 
or if you're a running back, you go. Because the running back in the NFL, you're once you hit 30, your career is pretty much well, done. Well, look at Zeke. Zeke was downhill a little bit this year. I think we can both agree with that. Zeke wasn't Zeke-like this year. We saw mm-hmm. glimpses of Zeke, but that might also have to do with Cabo. <laughs> you know? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you get. I just felt like Zeke wasn't Zeke this year. Yeah, I mean, it's but, it takes a toll on your body playing running back. And, and we'll talk about this here in a little bit, but I think that also has to do with Dak Prescott and Jason Garrett and Kellen Moore. And I have a conspiracy theory about all that <laughs> shit, and we'll get to that here in a second. Oh, conspiracies. <laughs> oh, God, about the Cowboys. <laughs> Jerry, um, I would love to hear it. <laughs> my top three wide receivers, Jerry Judy's my number one. Um. And people have him and C.D. Lamb at the number one, number two. I think Jerry Judy's route running is just unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, but C.D. Lamb's speed is going to be – and he's a bigger cat. With gets- his speed and his height, man, that could be dangerous. I just think right now Jerry Judy is the number one wide receiver because of his route running. Mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb at Oklahoma didn't have to really run routes. He could outrun people, and we see that a lot. Who was that? Ohio State. Fast guy. Over the top, nonstop. Couldn't run a route to save his ass. Devin Smith. Devin Smith. Devin Smith? Dude, Devin just throw it. If he's Smith. deep, just throw it up to him. He'll, he'll catch it over like four people. Could not run a route to save his ass. <laughs> I would trust Shaq shooting a free throw over Devin Smith running a route. Yeah, but it but worked in college. It's because his ball skills fa- were unreal. And when you're faster than everybody in college, you don't have to run a route. Like you in the it. NFL, it's not like that. In the NFL, you have to get separation. You have to be able to run routes to get separation. You might catch one ball for 50 yards, but that's the only catch you're getting. <laughs> Once they yeah. see you burn someone, they're putting that safety help over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My number three or my number two is CD Lamb. Obviously, him and Jerry Judy are going to be the top wide receivers in this class. My number three is Jefferson out of LSU. Kid's a stud. When Joe Burrow was in trouble on third downs, he threw the ball to Jefferson. He relied on Jefferson getting open, and he did a lot for touchdowns. How many touchdowns did Jefferson have in the national championship game in the first first half? What was it, three? <laughs> was it three or four? Three right? or four. Know. It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? I just – Ruggs is my fourth. And then the dude out of Colorado is my fifth. Chenault, is that it? Visca Chenault. Yeah, Chenault. I got Jefferson at three, though. And they're saying that he could go to the Indianapolis Colts. Hmm. That'll be interesting. Yeah. That, they need some wide receiver help over there. They have. They, they have, have T.Y. They have T.Y. and they have Paris Campbell. And, but he's not really a But Paris a Campbell runner. and Jefferson together would be deadly. Let Jefferson run the routes. Let Paris Campbell go over the top. Throw <laughs> some screens. Jet yeah. sweeps. You know, let him do what, that's what he, he's, that's what he is. So, another thing I'd like to talk about is the Texas coaching staff. Well, let me get to my – we can talk about that. Let me get to my rankings. I agree with the first two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I Cut me off. God, Jesus, <laughs> man. I'm a selfish bastard. 
<laughs> Dewey. Well, I, uh, Who's your top three wide receivers? I have to agree with the first two. Um, definitely Judy, number one. Lamb, number two, because they're route running. The thing that with uh, C.D. Lamb is he he's just tremendous after the catch. I don't know how many times you see him just breaking tackles, three, and four tackles on his way to the end zone. Yeah, Running over people as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely needs to work on his route running. Um, Who do you have at number three? Number three. I don't know. I want to say it's a toss-up between Cheneau and uh, Henry Ruggs from Alabama. Ruggs is fast, man. Mm-hmm. What is he, 5'11"? Ruggs is six foot. Or he's listed at six foot. So 5'11"? 5'11", 5'10". Cheneau, I mean, Cheneau is just bigger. Cheneau's what, 6'5"? So he's only 6'2", but he's like 220. Yeah. I, f- I felt like Cheneau was bigger. Maybe I, maybe I was definitely wrong. What's CD? I thought they had a big-ass guy in this draft. 6'5". Um, let me see. I was thinking 6'5". I don't know why I thought... T. Higgins was, maybe from Clemson? He's 6'4". That, that might be it. Is Did Higgins come out? Yeah. He might be number six. Yeah, he's... Uh, and then they have what's... What was... I don't even know how tall Jeff, Jefferson's 6'3". Yeah, Jefferson's a big guy. Ruggs, I'd say 5'10". Six foot's generous. Ruggs is 5'10 in the slot. And quick. He's fast. Ruggs he is. is fast. And they're talking about the Cowboys think- drafting him, and I don't like that. <laughs> we'll get to that here in a second. Don't fucking draft another wide receiver, please. Don't do it. I think uh, the thing with Cheneau is that he just couldn't stay healthy. So I think it – And he played for fucking Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> that also – Who played quarterback at Colorado this year? Steven Montez. Who? Best quarterback they've had in years. <laughs> I don't, you even don't know. know who that is. I bring Joe Montana's son back. Did he play for fucking Colorado? No, that was no. too lame. He, he, well, he started at Notre Dame. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we knew that then was went, long. Yeah, then went we knew that was a long shot. So Best linebacker since Joe Montana. <laughs> let's get to this Texas coaching staff. Ohio State South. I thought Tom Herman was a good hire. We're winning football games. Not to Texas standard, but we're doing better than what we did with fucking Charlie Strong. (laughs) Not hard. (laughs) Here's what I'll say. Tom Herman, you got one more year, and I'm off the Tom Herman train. You play LSU. We lose by three points. And we go eight and five. <laughs> you play the best team in the country, lose by three points, and then you can't beat Big 12 teams. Here's what I'll say, and here's why I'm not off the Tom, Terman, Tom Herman train yet. Todd Orlando was a terrible defensive coordinator. <laughs> oh, he was bad. Terrible. So bad. 3 5. What is it? The 3 5 3. 335. 335. Whatever the fuck it is. Some weird ass. I don't understand what, what I'll say. What is it and with the, the big, big 12 teams running in a 335? Here's what I'll say. In the Big 12, it kind of makes sense. Just a little bit. It doesn't make sense all the way. It makes sense a little I bit. I think you gotta go with the uh It makes sense a little bit. You gotta run I think the you gotta do what Ohio State did on defense, and that's basically a four two five where you had or 
not even really your you're just your second safety is a corner. So you're playing one like safety, that. three corners, and your your four three. Which, which I like that. I want four down linemen. I want four down linemen. If we only have two linebackers, that's fine with me. But I want four down linemen to get pressure. Because here's what Todd Orlando did. He runs a three three five, and he blitzes every <laughs> fucking play. Mm-hmm. Which I do not understand. Mm-hmm. We're unless, playing Kansas. Unless you have a linebacker like that can get pressure all the time. And we did, kinda, not really. But here's what I'll say about Tom Herman: Our secondary was hurt the whole year. We had five or six starters go down from the secondary, and two of those were our safeties. Those were our best players: Caden Stearns and Brandon Jones. Our best players. On defense. Here's what I'll say about Todd Orlando. Fourth and 15 against Kansas. You stop them, you seal the game. Fourth and 15 and you run a cover zero all-out fucking blitz. On fourth and 15. I mean, I get the the idea of blitzing, so you don't give them time to sit back there and throw it 15 yards, but... Cover. You got to play some zone behind that. Blitz. There was nothing. <laughs> it was a cover zero all out blitz. All out blitz on fourth and 15 against fucking Kansas. First off, why are we this close to Kansas? <laughs> hey, that's their a, running back's a beast. And he's like five, six, and 165. Their quarterback pounds. is going to be good. And yes, Les Miles is there. Congratulations. It's still Kansas. Uh, this is true. Why is Texas, if it's basketball, I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's basketball, okay. But why is Kansas football hanging around us? And I don't understand. Chris Ash, defense coordinator, correct? Mm-hmm. Expect Comes a- from... He was Rutgers, Rutgers head coach for that. He was a defensive coordinator for Ohio State when they won the national title in 14. Um, expect, a lot of cut, expect a lot of uh, quarters cut in cover three. And I'm good with that. And I'm fine with that in the Big 12. Here's what I don't like. Was not – didn't blitz a lot, so – but if you I'm can't also, get pressure with your front four. I'm also good with that because he wants to run a 4-3. If you cannot get pressure with four down linemen, then we shouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> You're Texas. You are the University of Texas. Play like it. That's been the problem. You fuckers have let us down. Sam Ellinger, I'm almost off the Sam Ellinger train. I saw some of the shit that he did, and I was like, what's going on? Sam, I was your number one fan, bro. He's the other right-handed Tim Tebow. I loved Sam Ellinger. I was all about him. Now I don't know, and it's sad. It really is. Has Texas hired? Yeah. Offensive coordinator. Who is it? Mike Yurich? Yurchich. 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 He came from Ohio State too, right? Yeah. He spent one year as a QB quarterback's coach and assistant offensive coordinator. 
Here's my problem. He came before that. He came from Oklahoma State. Here's and and that I don't mind. He knows what it's like to play in the Big Twelve. As uh, from what I've heard, is he wasn't very a very good recruiter. You shouldn't have to be. You're the University <laughs> of Texas. Yeah, but still. And here's what another thing that pisses me off: we can't keep the top damn talent in Texas in Texas. Yeah, thank you. They're going to Oklahoma. They're going to Ohio State. Why? Why are we losing those guys? You're the University of Texas, man. You should be recruiting your ass off. You should be getting five-star fucking wide receivers, man. You should be getting the top quarterbacks coming out of Texas. Well, to be fair, the Garrett Wilson that went to Ohio State, he was from Ohio. He only played high school in Texas. And that's cool. That I'm fine with that. <laughs> But damn, man, when you're there's a difference between losing one guy and losing all of them. <laughs> and we're losing all of them. I will say I like the one running back that's coming in. Five star running back. I'm not gonna pronounce his name because I'm gonna butcher the shit uh, out of it. Bijan Robinson. Yes. Yeah, he's from Arizona. I do like him. Which speaking of Arizona, neither of those schools would keep that talent in that state. Well, that's that's <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I think Arizona State's going to come around with Herm, and we'll see. Yeah. All right, so here's the next thing I want to talk about, and this is going to be Dewey's subject. Um, mm. O-State. we got a couple it. minutes here. We're going to talk about some O-State. One, is Trevor Lawrence Is Trevor Lawrence better than Justin Fields? Ah, yes, your question. Is Trevor Lawrence better than Justin Fields? <laughs> Well, um, if you go back to their recruiting rankings, uh, Fields was the number one player in the class. Lawrence was number two. Uh, but their their uh, skill sets are very similar. They both are. Uh, they both have good arms. You know, they're accurate with the football. They can both run. Fields is better than uh, Lawrence at running, um, obviously. <clears throat> but as you saw in the the playoffs, Lawrence has got some wheels. Um, that might have been the slowest 40-yard touchdown I've ever seen. <laughs> but I think uh, I think the one thing that had, that separates him apart, at least lad, this past year, was uh, Fields was a better decision-maker. Uh, it looked like Lawrence was trying to do too much at times, which, I mean, he plays in the ACC, and you get bored. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> so, But I think uh, I think it's a coin flip between the two. Fields doesn't turn the ball over, and that's what I like about Justin Fields. He doesn't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Now, there's – I don't know enough of, about the offense to know if he's – how quickly he uh, makes the – like, he gets through his progressions. Like, does he – he's got guys running wide open all the time. He doesn't really have to throw his the receivers open. So, is he <clears> – I would like to see, you know, kind of that before I – make any judgments on uh, his ability as an NFL prospect because in the NFL you got tighter windows or like in Ohio State's offense when he sees those tight windows does he move on to the next progression or does he hold on to the ball he holds on to the ball a lot because he believes in his ability to escape if he has to well that's but. the biggest thing when you play at Ohio State you have a lot of people open you don't have to throw into the tight windows ooh tight window Ooh, Garrett Wilson over the top. <laughs> so, I think we'll see this year. 
hopefully, I don't want to say Ohio State plays weak teams because they're not weak. Um, either the offense isn't what we want Ohio State to play, or the defense isn't the top we want Ohio State to play. There's no, I don't think Ohio State plays very many complete overall teams. Mm-hmm. Ohio State plays a team that either has a good offense or a good defense, not both. Ohio State has both. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. in the Big Ten, you expect Michigan to be there. And they have been trash. Um, yeah. Michigan State's gone downhill. Penn State is still there. That's Penn good. State's still there. Their defense is solid, but I, their offense, their, I, to me, their offense isn't going to beat a good team. Well, to they, me, they don't have the weapons to go in and beat in Ohio State. Their defense can carry them. That I'll say. Offensively, I don't know if they can do that. At least not lately. Not like not like it was when they had McSorley. And Saquon. They got some good running backs now, but their, but they offensive, their they offensive line has still always been a weakness. That, and they don't have a quarterback like McSorley. He didn't do bad this year. I don't even know his name. But I watched a couple Penn State. He's not terrible. He's Clifford. not Trace McSorley, though. No, he's from us with the St. X in Cincinnati. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not a bad QB, but he's not going to beat you. Look at what Ohio State did against Wisconsin. They get their ass handed to them in the first half of the Big Ten Championship. We all knew Ryan Day was going to go in and make adjustments because that's what good coaches <laughs> and good teams do. Yeah, that's what he does. Take notes. Texas. Dallas. That's the one thing that I have noticed since he took over for Urban, is uh, he uh, is going to adapt his style to the talent. He's not going to try to fit any square pegs into round holes. And he goes in at halftime and says, okay. And he just, yeah. Jonathan Taylor is beating us. Now we are going to take Jonathan Taylor away. We are going to make their quarterback beat us. And that's what they did. They blitzed. They stacked the box. And they tried to make Wisconsin beat them by passing the football, and they can't. They cannot do that. They haven't had a quarterback do that since Russell Wilson, and that was for one fucking year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They haven't had a quarterback that can just beat you over the top, and that's always been Wisconsin's knock. Wisconsin has a good, not great defense, a great offensive line, a great running back, and a mediocre QB. That's not going to beat you. Yeah, they have a. They had the one. I'm surprised that the guy who started beat out the freshman that they have because he's uh he could be their best quarterback you know that they produced. But we'll see. All right, but, so now we're gonna stop with the uh, college football talks, even though it's been great. We're gonna go into the NFL. My man Dewey here is a Cleveland Browns fan, and I'm a obviously Dallas Cowboys fan. Let's start with the Cleveland Browns, and do you like the coaching signing? Uh, yes. I mean, I it would have been my first or second choice. I mean, it, you can't really say how it's going to turn out until you see him coach. You see, like, what happens, but. I was happy they didn't sign McDaniel. They didn't hire McDaniels. Um, Would you have liked Lincoln Riley? 
Uh, I do not know that answer. I, don't I think... feel like with Baker Mayfield there, that would have been a good sign in Lincoln Riley. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think so, but uh, is he? I don't. He has no reason to leave Oklahoma. Me personally, the only team that I think could lure Lincoln Riley away from Oklahoma is Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, as far as the hiring Stefanski, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think. Do you think that he's going to help Baker Mayfield develop? Yeah. From what he said, he's going to have a plan. Um, you know, I think the, if the offense is going to be better. I think more cohesive, you know, not going to be running, uh, you know, four go routes from your own four yard line on third and 20, you know, and they get resulted in a safety, you know, <laughs> Simple stuff like that. Does Cleveland beat <laughs> Kareem Hunt and Odell Beckham Jr.? Well, Kareem Hunt just got busted for marijuana again. <laughs> so I don't know what his, his status is going to be. Um, but I think they I think they keep Odell. I don't see why they would let him go. He had some issues with drops last year. I felt the biggest thing for Odell, he didn't like Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> no one did. <laughs> he didn't like the style that they were playing. And he wasn't happy. And when Odell's not happy, it's a shit show. I so, know. I mean, I think the, a lot of it, the media made a bigger deal out of it than what really was going on. But as far as Freddie Kitchens, I don't think I don't think anybody I don't think he had the respect of any of the any of the locker room. I uh, Odell's a hit or miss, man. When he's on his game, he's a top three receiver. We didn't see that last year. Nope. Saw a lot of drops. We didn't see that last year. And that could have been problems with Baker. That could have been problems with Freddie Kitchens. Well, he was also he was hurt during the pre. He missed the preseason. He had surgery. So him and Baker so weren't on the same page. They didn't, they didn't get that see chance eye to. Eye. Yeah, they didn't get a chance to really get on the same page. So maybe here. this year they come into the off season. They start working. They do what they're supposed to, and maybe we see the maybe we see a different Odell Beckham. I hope so. I like Odell. Um, I, he's a, he's a great wide receiver. Do I like him as a person? Eh, maybe, kinda. Don't really know. Don't really know him. So, don't really know. He doesn't make some. He doesn't make good choices. <laughs> Handing out lots of cash after a national championship, not a good choice. But who cares? But who cares? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, that's not. I a- wouldn't say it's not a good choice. It is a good choice. It's your fucking money. You do what you want with it. <laughs> and I understand what he was doing. Hey, you guys have worked your ass off. Here's a stack of cash. And the NCAA eyes, that was not a good choice. Well, well, we could have a whole fucking three-hour discussion in the NCAA. But but I also (laughs) think, and from what I saw, he only handed cash to people that were already declared to go to the NFL. I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to it. 
Because I knew one, he, he handed a stack of cash to Jefferson. He's going to the NFL. He doesn't give a shit about what the NCAA says. He's leaving. He does not care. So maybe Odell said, okay, if you've already declared for the NFL draft, here's a stack of cash. I don't know. Again, I don't care. It's, it's his money. <laughs> Let him do what he wants with it. It's not a big the deal to me. is a bunch of pieces of shit anyway that just make money off college players. Exactly. Now let's go to the Dallas fucking Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. I want you to ask me these questions, Dewey, because that's how <laughs> I feel. That's how I feel about this fucking segment. Oh, I man. Want Dewey I'll... to ask me questions about the Cowboys. I will. <laughs> oh, man. First question. First question. <laughs> Why does Dak want so much goddamn money when he hasn't earned because it? Because he thinks he's <laughs> the best quarterback in the NFL. Remember when I told you, give me a second, we'll talk about conspiracy theories? <laughs> it's here. <laughs> it's coming. Speak away. Right now. Here it is. Jerry Jones signs Ezekiel Elliott. What is it, $90 million guaranteed? It's a lot. It's a lot of money guaranteed <laughs> a lot for of money. a fucking running back. <laughs> what is he, 24? Um, I think he's 25, 26 24, now. 25. That's uh-huh. a lot of money for a running back. Sign guaranteed money. Here's what I'll say. <clears throat> Zeke wanted that much money because of what Todd Gurley got. Mm-hmm. In my mind, Zeke is better than Todd Gurley. Okay. You set the standard. So here we go. That's fine by me. He's going to get his money. We could afford it. Whatever. Fuck it. Here's what I don't like. Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott are buddies. They said that at the very beginning. Prescott said he was perfectly fine with Kellen Moore taking OC role. Kellen Moore wanted to get his buddy paid. Kellen Moore wanted to see his buddy get one of the biggest contracts in NFL history. So here's what we do. We have a $90 million guaranteed running back in the backfield. It's third and one. Let's pass the fucking ball. Let's prove to everybody and show everybody that Dak Prescott is worth the money that he wants. Let's also let Dak Prescott throw 40 or 50 times a game. Who cares if we win? Who cares if he has an injured shoulder? <laughs> Dak Prescott is not a quarterback that can sit back and throw the ball 40 or 50 times a game and win you the ball game. Dak Prescott is an expert game manager. Dak Prescott is a guy that needs weapons around him. Now, I will say, the Dallas Cowboys led the NFL in drops. Amari Cooper dropped a lot of passes. Michael Gallup dropped a lot of passes. Not all on Dak Prescott, but... No, he didn't drop any passes. Jason Witten. Jason Witten. 45 years old even though it took him two days to run a slant route. (laughs) He was still open. (laughs) But here's what I'll say. I think Kellen Moore got it in his head that he was going to show Dak Prescott that he was going to get him paid. Dak Prescott leads the league in passing, leads top three in QBR, completions, blah, 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 blah. Who gives a shit? What do we go, eight and eight? Something like that. So you lead the league in the NFL in passing. You go 8-8. Eight and eight. 
You lose the division to a shit-ass Eagles team who's injured. They're playing backup wide receivers. They're kind of like their fifth receiver. And we can't win the division. It's third and one in a key moment of a football game. You have a $90 million running back in the backfield, one of the best offensive lines in football, and you decide to throw a two-yard out route. Oh, and guess what? Amari Cooper is not in the fucking game. Your best wide receiver is not in the game. Thank you, Jason Garrett. That's why your ass got fired. Clap about that one. That deserves a clap. I'm excited about the Mike McCarthy hire. Didn't he keep Kellen Moore, though? His yes, but McCarthy already said he was calling plays. Hmm. McCarthy already said that McCarthy was going to be the play caller. Here's what I'll say about the McCarthy hire. It's going to go one or two ways. Really good or really bad. <laughs> and there's no fucking in between. Nope. He is either going to be the first coach to stand up to Jerry Jones and say, Jerry, I've won a Super Bowl in the past 20 fucking years. Let me do what I want. But but uh, this is my team. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Jerry Jones. <laughs> and uh, or, I'll go rehire Jason Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> or he's going to be a Jason Garrett 2.0. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think. I, I don't really think hope either. it's think, not the Jason Garrett I, 2.0. I think that's why Garrett was there for so long because uh, Jerry knew, you know, he's going to do whatever I tell him to do. Because, you know, he kind of came up from within the organization. And, and here's another thing I'll say. I think Stephen Jones is kind of taking reins on stuff. I think Jerry's starting to realize that he's getting older in age and that Stephen Jones is ready. So, if that's the case, I think Stephen Jones will be fine. I think we'll all be okay. But the Cowboys will not win a Super Bowl until Jerry Jones is done. Until Jerry Jones finally steps out and says, hey, I'm done. We're not going to win a Super Bowl. Not going to happen. Or he actually hires a GM instead of just being the GM himself. And that could be a good possibility, which I, I'm, which seems to be more like um, Stephen Jones is kind of taking over all the GM duties. So here's another thing I'll say: Do not franchise tag Dak Prescott. He already said if we franchise tag him, he's holding out. He wants a contract. Don't do it. I'm okay with letting Dak Prescott walk. I'm not going to pay Dak Prescott $33 million a year. Not going to do it. You can't. Me neither. He doesn't put up $33 million stats. And when he does, it's in garbage time. And when he does, it's because we're losing fucking football games. We're not winning. Go out there and uh, and just go go out there and sign Case Keenum, and uh, you know well, you have more money. He's he's got one more year on his contract. Mm-hmm. This is his last year. Draft a QB and ride it out. 
That's all you can do. You need to sign Amari Cooper. You have to sign Amari Cooper. We'll see. We'll see what happens. In they my take opinion, QB in the second or third round. In my opinion, be tipping their you hand. have to sign Amari Cooper. And here's another thing. I'll be okay with you signing Byron Jones too. If we don't, okay, that's fine. I think Awuzie Jordan Lewis can step up. But Byron Jones is a nice addition. And I understand you got to pay all these guys. I get it. Byron Jones is nice to have a cornerback. I like him at cornerback over Prescott at QB. Especially if Prescott wants $35 fucking million dollars a year. Don't, don't be like that, Dak. Don't be like that. You're not the only reason we won those damn titles. And here's another thing, bud. You've only won one playoff game. What do you want $35 million? What have you earned for $35 million? Still not as good as Tony Romo. If Tony Romo had this team, <laughs> it would be unreal. And Romo would take way less money to have people around him. And Prescott is not doing that. And the thing that pisses me off the most is I thought Deck Prescott would be that guy. I thought Prescott would take less money to have more people around him. He's not doing that. Nope. Here's the last thing we're going to talk about in the NFL. Top 10 mock draft. (laughs) Let me uh, get the order up really quick. I got it. The order's up. Top 10 mock draft. Who you got going number one overall? I have Mr. Uh, Joe Burrow from uh, LSU going to the Bengals. We can agree with that. Joe Burrow's going number one. Mm-hmm. Unless a crazy trade happens, which I don't see that happening. Joe Burrow goes number one. Who's your number two? Washington. I think uh, from uh, what uh, I've been hearing, they seem to be, or at least Ron Rivera is in love with Chase Young. They're all in on Chase so, Young. So uh, Chase Young's number two. I got Chase Young going number two. Number three. Number three. Well, Detroit, the Lions are number three. Uh, they need help in their on their on defense, so I think they're going to go um, Akuda from uh, Ohio State. Number three. I agree. One, they're all in on Stafford. The only thing I could possibly see different is if they take a wide receiver. Mm, uh, that's the only have, thing different I would see is they go up and take a wide receiver. I mean, they have Marvin Jones and uh, they got some Galladay. good receivers. Yeah, Galladay. They have some good Marvin receivers. Jones is getting up there, though. Another guy the Bengals didn't sign? He's getting up there. <laughs> but I'll agree with you on Okuda. I'll agree with that. Number four, the Giants. Who do you got? Giants. That's such a tough one. Such a tough one. I'll answer First, okay. Jerry Judy. Think they're going to go receiver, huh? They have no wide receivers. None. Ster- Sterling Shepard is not a number one wide receiver. They go Jerry Judy, number four. Hmm. That is interesting. Agree or disagree? Oof. Um, hmm. I think they're going to... Oof, that's tough. 
that's tough. That's tough. Um, let me see here. Hmm. I mean, I'm trying to think of what other needs they have, or just take best player available. I think if they if they go receiver, then yes. If they're gonna draft for need, then you take Judy that receiver. But I think if they're gonna draft the best player available, I think it'd be Simmons from uh, Clemson. I could see that, but I, could I don't see them going Simmons. I just think they need something to help out Danny. They need something to help out. They need him. But they for the, for this for this, I'm gonna agree with you and say they're gonna go receiver. We'll go Jerry Judy. Judy. Uh, number five, Miami. Tua. I'm going Tua. Tua. I think I think Tua is going. To it's Miami. obvious. Yeah, I think it's pretty locked in stone. Uh, we'll go number six, the L.A. Chargers. 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 This is a tough one. I think they. I think they're going quarterback. I think they go Herbert. Yeah, I think they go Herbert too. I think they go Herbert. Let him sit out one year and take over the reins. Here's a good one. The Panthers. Number seven, Carolina Panthers. Mm, Hear me out. Hear me out. You lose Luke Keekley. Go get Isaiah Simmons. If the Giants don't take Isaiah Simmons, go get Isaiah Simmons at number seven. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not going to be better than Luke Keekley, but he is Luke Keekley esque He can, when he blitzes, he's going to get to the quarterback. He flies around the field, and he's a ball hawk. I say Isaiah Simmons, number seven, for the Carolina Panthers. It's a good pick. Um, see, I think they could go quarterback too. Just you going from at number seven? No, I don't like. He's not going in the first round. You going Jordan Love at number seven? Uh, either who's left? Him or Eason from Washington? I don't like him either of them. Um, I think uh, I say they ride it out with Cam at least this year. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. There's still got a lot. Free agency and trades could happen. So I'm going to shelf that pick for the shelf the uh, that idea for now and say they go uh, Derek Brown from Auburn, defensive tackle. Okay. I like that pick. I like that pick. That sures up the front seven. They need some D line help. I just, in my opinion, if Isaiah Simmons is there, you have to take Simmons. Number eight, Arizona Cardinals. Please get Kyler Murray a left tackle. <laughs> and I'm going Willis from Alabama. Willis. Okay. Jedrick Willis from Alabama. Well, I think uh, – And here's another thing. There are two tackles, DJ Humphreys and Marcus Gilbert, unrestricted free agents. Mm-hmm. You going to be able to sign both of those guys? Probably not. Um, Go get Willis and put DJ Humphreys at right tackle. I mean, I think uh, I agree on the tackle, but I don't think it's uh, Willis. Who are you going? I'm going with um, Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Okay, I can see I think that. Uh, he. I think they'll they'll draft him over Willis. I could definitely see that. 
All right, let's see. Who is next? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. This is where I'm having this where I see Simmons going. If uh if he gets past if, if he Simmons, gets past Carolina. If Simmons gets past Carolina, I see Simmons going to Jacksonville. But I had Simmons going to Carolina, so I have to pick mine. Mm-hmm. This is where I go CD Lamb. This is where I see CD Lamb going. The reason DJ Chark is starting to come out of his shell, they need another weapon. I see CD Lamb going to Jacksonville and could definitely make a big splash. Agree or disagree? I could see him going there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good fit. I think it'd be a good fit. Number 10, yours truly, the Cleveland Browns. The Browns. I'm going Javon Kinlaw, defensive hmm. tackle, South Carolina. They need a defensive tackle. They do. Ken Law is the best defensive tackle. Uh, you got Derek Brown. Got too. Derek Brown too. I forgot. I forgot. I still go Ken Law. I still go Ken Law. Mm-hmm. I think I think he fits what the Browns are trying to do. Does Miles Garrett come back? Yeah. I think Ken Law. I think you take Ken Law. I mean, it's Who a, are you thinking? I mean, I could see it going. Going with Kinlaw, um, but I got to go offensive tackle. And uh, Jedrick Willis from Alabama. I think they take him at number 10. I think uh, if either him or the dude from Georgia, Thomas, are there, I think they take him. Um, if they're both off the off the board, then I'd say they go defensive tackle, Kinlaw. But uh, I think uh, offensive tackle is a bigger – Bigger need than defensive tackle, which I mean, they're both probably their biggest needs outside of safety. Their safety in their biggest needs on on their roster. So we're gonna skip all the way to number seventeen because I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Who do the Cowboys draft, Dewey? Well, tell me something good. I say they go safety. Definitely. Now, which one, either McKinney or Delpit, is the question. I wouldn't mind either. I would like to see McKinney. The only reason I would like to see McKinney is Grant Delpit struggled. I just felt like Delpit coming downhill, he missed a lot of tackles. McKinney was more of a sure tackler, um, and that's what we need. Um, we need somebody that's going to come in and make plays, uh, make tackles, and I just felt like Del Pitt kind of fell off at the end of the year tackle-wise. So I hope the Cowboys draft McKinney. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I agree. I kind of agree on Del Pitt. I mean, I don't I know how he won the damn Thorpe Award as the nation's best defensive back. But like he didn't play very well. I don't. 
I did not understand how that <laughs> how that happened. <laughs> so, um, but I think he is definitely a, has some good uh, good qualities, but he can't do it all like McKinney can. Yeah, and I just kind of like pigeon, right. his pigeon. I think uh, Delpit would be more of a. He's not a guy who's going to come down and play the run. He can't really do both. And like, I just feel like right now the Cowboys need someone that's going to come down and play the run. Um, and just be a ball hawk. And I feel like McKinney is a better fit for that than uh, Grant Delpit. So before we head out, um, haven't really talked much about the NBA or uh, college basketball. College basketball, we're going to try to hold off until March and go over the brackets. Um, first thing I want to say about the NBA is uh, prayers go out to Kobe Bryant and the family of Kobe Bryant, Vanessa Bryant, and the uh, children and all the victims family that was in that helicopter crash um sad moment um yeah it's definitely surreal could have happened to anyone and somehow it happened to kobe bryant um just don't take don't take life for granted uh one second you could be here and the next you could be gone and the crazy thing is is when I heard that news, we were actually on our way to Mexico on the cruise line. And we're sitting there and we're watching the uh, NFC, AFC game. We're up on the deck, we're eating our lunch, and something comes across. And I was like, I don't know if I heard that right. I could have swore I just heard Kobe Bryant. And his daughter passed away. And then my mom comes back with uh, my wife. And they look it up. And it says right there, Kobe Bryant and daughter had passed away from the helicopter crash. And that was all the people that they had known. Those were the only two that they confirmed. Mm -hmm. Then I heard Rick Fox. That turned out to be false. And then it comes out that it was, they were traveling to his daughter's basketball game and they had three other families, two other families, three other families. Yeah, well, it was, they were going to their to their practice facility, like the Mamba, wherever he does that youth basketball. Yeah. They were flying there. And uh, that's when then it was just like, I read that too. I was like, what? Because there's just the, like he was just at I think the Lakers game the night before. The night on, before on celebrating TV. with LeBron. Yeah, it's yeah. like what? Now he's gone. It's like what? Oh man, just and, uh. And I don't think people realize what Kobe Bryant did for the game. I've never been a big Kobe Bryant fan. Nah, me neither. But I will always respect what he did for the game of basketball. And even if I did not like Kobe Bryant, I respected what he did on the court. And he did help a lot of people in L.A. He was a great – I didn't agree with a lot of stuff that Kobe Bryant did. 
think of one thing that he taught, I think everybody, or if you really follow them, pay attention, is that you can achieve anything if you just work hard enough. And that's and that's one thing that Kobe did. Kobe <laughs> yeah. outworked everybody. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, we just wanted to give that little bit of a clip. Uh, prayers still out, even though I know it's been a couple weeks, but prayers still out to the Bryant family and all the other families involved still. with the uh, helicopter crash. Still doesn't seem real. Um, so with that being said, we are going to go into the all-star lineups. And when I saw this, I was like, what in the hell is Giannis doing? <laughs> I, like, huh? I commented on somebody's status on Facebook and they said, what is Giannis doing? I said, he must've been on auto draft <laughs> because that's what it seems. Oh, Let's man. go with LeBron James starters. At forward. Anthony Davis. It's his teammate. Of course, he's At guard, James Harden. The beard. At forward, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> At guard, Luka Doncic. And then LeBron James. <laughs> that is the most devastating lineup. <laughs> Let's go starters for Giannis. Giannis. <laughs> jo- Joel Embiid. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's a solid pick. Pascal Siakam. Siakam. I'm okay with that. In an all-star game setting, not, not offensively as good as that one. And Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, what are you doing? <laughs> no then he goes Kemba Walker over James Harden. This mm-hmm. one I'll agree with, Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young could probably. Uh, Trey Young's been tearing it up. Win the win that game by himself, but here's what I don't understand. Here's the reserves for Giannis' team. <laughs> uh, Bam Odibayo. Bam Adebayo. Adebayo. Brandon Ingram, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton. Not terrible. Not compare that to LeBron's bench. Here's the reserves <laughs> bench for LeBron. Chris Paul. Damian Lillard. How he is not mm-hmm. starting, mm-hmm. I have no idea. Okay. Damian Lillard. Nikolai Jokic. Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Sabonis. Jason Tatum. And Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. They have a starting five ah. in that lineup. That could probably be Giannis' starting <laughs> five. Oh. I will take Westbrook, Tatum, Simmons, Lillard, and Jokic and probably beat Giannis's lineup. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I understand what Giannis is doing. I do. He's taking the young guys, and he's trying to prove that this is a new NBA. He didn't take James Harden because James Harden dribbles too much. He said that on air. I'm cool with that. It's the All Star game, but come on, man. Who cares? Like he got what he got. Westbrook and Harden I on just, the same team. He I got. I don't understand. All these guys, all those, all those players are ball dominant. 
outside of Anthony, like you got LeBron, LeBron, Westbrook, uh, Chris Paul, Harden, Lillard. Like, I just don't understand Giannis's thinking, and maybe it pays off. Maybe they win. Doubt it. Depends <laughs> on how seriously they're taking it, really. But maybe they win. Maybe they take it way more seriously than LeBron's team, and and that could be a possibility. That could. It could be a possibility. But with all those people, I just don't see the lineup that you choose. I don't get it. Hmm. Oh, it's just the All-Star game. So Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. All right. That was it from us. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in to the first episode of ZND Sports Talk. This Weird. will not – all of our podcasts will not be this long. We had a bunch of stuff to cover. We were excited about it. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to put this on Anchor. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on Spotify. And we're going to try iTunes. Um, if you could, just help us out. Like the page. Share the page. And subscribe to YouTube. You know what I mean? We're not trying to make a living off of this. We're doing this because we love it. And we want to. we want other people to hear our passion of sports, knowing that you guys have that same passion. So signing off, episode one. It's in the books. It's in the books, baby. It's in the books. We will see you next time. Zach signing off. Dewey, sign that thing off. Signing off.